The Competition Commission approved the deal through which the Takatsu Consortium is set to acquire a 51% in the South African Airways earlier this month. And the consortium consists of Harif General Partners, Ceranics and Global Aviation. Harith is the largest and controlling shareholder, while Ceranics and Global Aviation are minorities. One of the conditions set by the Commission for the transaction is that the two minority shareholders must sell their shares in the consortium. The reason for this is that Ceranics and Global Aviation also have interest in the airline lift. And the Commission is concerned that Lyft could access sensitive information from the SAA to their shareholding in the Takatsu Consortium. Shortly after the announcement, I spoke to Gidon Novik. He was on the Takatsu board and represented the minority shareholders, but resigned last year because he believed the board did not share information about the negotiations with government with him and uh, therefore, per definition, the minority shareholders. He's also the co-founder of Lyft and would have provided the technical expertise to get the SAA off the ground. From this interview, it was clear that the minority shareholders were not impressed and said they were never informed of the condition that they must relinquish their shareholding in Takatsu for the deal to go through. Chepo Mashlule is the chairman of both Harif and the Takatsu Consortium. Chepo, thank you so much for joining me today. Before we discuss the situation with the minority shareholders, it must have been a big day for Takatsu when this announcement came. Are you and government on the same page? As I believe there was some tension between the parties from when it was announced about 18 months ago in the run-up to the approval. You know, having been through the process of the competition commission, sharing with them everything that we needed to share through that investigation and to make them comfortable about all the investigation they needed to do, I think... It was a big relief to get that go-ahead from them. It's an institution that's important for the country in terms of to ensure that like, there's enough competition in the marketplace, to ensure that we get new players in the marketplace, and then to ensure that there's still better value for money for consumers going forward. So for us, it was a very good outcome. We were very happy knowing the type of plans that we hope we're going to make and bring to bear with the new SAA. When we spoke last, I sensed that there were some tension between Takatsu and government. One being that it was taking so long to get the final approval and also getting access to certain of the operational information and financial information from the SAA, which I believe you weren't privy to at the time. The process has taken long. It was a very stressful process. But besides being stressful, You can imagine a very expensive process. Besides expensive, you can imagine the longer it takes, the more stressful it is also with regards to the anxieties which go with it, with regards to the noise about the whole thing and like our inability to be able to address all the issues that one would love to address about this transaction. So in that respect, it was not a very comfortable position to be in as a grouping. But we are now approaching this stage wherein the line of sight to the end is very close. We are comfortable that like, you know, from a government point of view side, there's progress with the financials of the underlying entity in terms of like those being now addressed that they are doing that. Not yet finalized, but we know that the line of sight is very clear. We can now move forward with regards to starting to address issues of some of the licensing that we need to apply for. 
we can now also move forward. Other activities which prior to now, we couldn't give the type of attention that we needed to. So in that regard, we are feeling much more relieved that we can now put shoulder to the wheel. So it's a done deal. Have you signed the final agreement? No, not yet. We're still going to the tribunal. There will be some other terms in terms of like what comes out of the transaction. As you know, we have now been taking over an asset that started now operating as opposed to like you know, when we started negotiation, it wasn't an operating an asset. It was an asset that was in business rescue process. There has to be adjustments that have to be made in this regard that we have like to talk about. So all these issues, there are nuances which have crept in, which like you no know, maybe we have made provision for in the initial discussions, in the initial documents that have to be looked at. So in that regard, we have to do that. The market was a very much different thing. So therefore, we have to like sort out one or two issues. But from an understanding point of view, I do not think that we have any deal breakers that you can see at this moment in time. According to the original agreement, Takatsu needs to supply operating capital of around 3 billion rand, while the government needs to pay off the historic SAA debt. Will that happen? Is that one of the issues of concern? I think from our side, it's not a concern. We are geared up to bring this capital to SAA. It's solely needed to enable it to be able to be competitive. We know that many people have been worried about this happening. The truth of the matter is that how then do you close a deal if that doesn't happen? So that will happen. The capital gets in to ensure that the new SAA is able like, you know, to be properly capitalized, to go forward and be successful. We need to be circumspect in this regard. This debt was the debt which was in business rescue. It was ring-fenced. It has to be wrapped up there and be dealt with. It's not debt which is part of like the current entity now. And unless you deal with that, you don't know what else will come out. So from a sustainable entity going forward, I think it's only fair that that process is properly wrapped up so that you don't have one day you have an entity that's running and then, you know, you get your whole service messed up going forward. So I think wrapping up that process nicely and cleanly so is key to a clean airline starting up. So when do you think all of these boxes would be checked to sign the final agreement and then to become operationally involved? I would hope that we can wrap this up and I'm going to give myself a range to be really fair to myself. You know, things happen. This is the Mzanzi, as they say, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So we have to give ourselves a bit of a range. I'd say somewhere right between October and Feb 2024. This should be clearly wrapped up. To the extent that we can do it like before this calendar year is out, I think better for us and the better we can like start dealing with the coming down of the markets and then the entity and then the people working there and then to start giving them an airline. That is a great future ahead of it, we believe. Let's talk about the minority shareholders, Global Aviation and Ceranics. Just what stake do they hold in the Takatsu Consortium? You know, there's actually two entities, Ceranics and Global, and each hold 10%. So it's a 20% shareholding within the consortium. Now, they are unhappy. They believe they were not consulted about this concession that they need to relinquish their shares as one of the key conditions of the Commission's approval of the deal. What is your take on their position? I think at this moment, 
I will not talk about that issue, whether they were consulted or not. I do know that there were discussions between the commission and ourselves, the discussions between the commission and everybody else who is involved in the transaction. However, post-commission coming out, I have sat down with Gideon and we have agreed to address the issues of the commission in terms of seeing how then do we sit down and address what the commission has raised. So we are currently in discussion between myself and him to see how we address those concerns so that there's a clear way of moving forward. And those discussions are very cordial in terms of moving forward. It seems like it's a pretty simple scenario. Either they sell their shares or they don't. (laughs) And if they don't, it will definitely impact the future of this deal. You are probably right. We are in discussions. I do not want to preempt anything. All I can say is that between ourselves right now as shareholders, we are sitting down and very eager to ensure that we can respond to the commission in a manner that ensures that the South African public is not deprived of a viable and thriving aviation industry. So we are committed to sort of like finding a way of moving forward. Was it not a condition of the original agreement that Takatsu must supply technical aviation expertise to a new SAA? Because if there is a disinvestment from global aviation and ceramics, you won't have within the consortium such skills. Was that a condition at the start of this whole process? And if the condition is met that they divest, what would you do to supply those technical skills? It was not a condition that Takato have technical skills. The consortium would be structured in a manner that it would be able to respond to being an acquiring SAA. The strategy would have been holistic in whatever way it was going to do that. We also knew that SAA had management, but then like not the consortium was going to come with its own management with technical skills. To the extent, and even within that, you can imagine that there's a whole host of other permutations which can involve professional management, which can involve other partners coming in, whether international, if you look at maybe the competition issues. So there's a whole host of other different permutations to look at in this regard. So I am quite confident that in that regard, that from a technical point of view, to the extent that we have to satisfy the competition commission, the technical aspect of ensuring that SAA is appropriately resourced or that Dakatos is appropriately resourced would not be an issue at all. So everything is, according to you, still on track. You're still waiting for some approvals and licenses. And once that is in place, you will take the SAA and take it to new heights. That's still the plan. We're working very hard at that. We are still committed to it. We still believe that if you look at what is happening out there, in terms of offerings to the customers, whether locally and internationally, that that is still available. There are some market commentators who believe that you know, with the mentioned capacities coming in of the other current operators, that that window is closing. We believe that if you look at this in terms of you know, what the capacity needed 
over the next three, five years, that that opportunity still very much remains alive. Did the fact that the SAA restarted operations following its business rescue process change the business case at all? I mean, to be honest, we can say yes. If I'm to be transparent in that regard, the way we looked at it then is very difficult with that partners as opposed to the way we're looking at it now from a market opportunity point of view. So there is some change in terms of the way we're looking at it. Yeah. And the market has changed. You see how the LCCs have, have modified their offering. So there has been a change in the market. I know you fly a lot. Do you fly SAA when you travel domestically? <laughs> for, for sure. <laughs> and are you happy with the service you get on the planes? <laughs> I'm very happy with the service, and if it's not up to scratch, I do communicate with the people on board that how about this or how about that. But I know that they are working very hard at what they're doing, very warm and fuzzy to the service that they're offering, and looking forward to be also a colleague to them soon. That was Chepo Mashlele, the chairman of Harith and the Takatsu Consortium.